Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, a podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 103 of season two. Today is Saturday, and today is the July 30th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Last week's SmackDown was the first SmackDown after oh not SummerSlam, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank was absolutely insane, including the incredible return of John Cena, which was absolutely insane. And so, last Monday, no, excuse me, last week's Monday, John Cena couldn't wait any longer and made his point at why he wanted to return, and that is, of course, who after the trouble chief. And so, last Friday, the summer of Cena continued as... Of course, he was a star of several of the summer's blockbuster films. Return to the company that the Universal Champion uh, and co-founded the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And after the tense encounter Money the Bank, he also had an encounter. Well, they were supposed to have a encounter this week. Excuse me, last week. But that never happened. And so that's when the one and only Paul Heyman came out instead. And ran his mouth. But this is not the only thing that happened last week. Because last week, SmackDown was live in two different locations. Rolling Loud in Miami. And then, of course, in Cleveland, Ohio. So, two different locations. And at Rolling Loud, we had two matches that night. Which was Bianca Belair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. A rematch from last or the Friday before, and then we had a match between Angela Dawkins and Otis as the Chief Prophets returned after quite some time with Angelo and of Montez being injured because of Otis and stuff like that. And so it was great to see in the back, but here this week we have a lot more craziness, and so without further ado. Let's see what happens here on this week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. So, one week after Finn Balor stepped up to challenge the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, the Prince joined the head of the table for a contract signing on SmackDown. What went down when they put pen to paper? How did John Cena react to the Trouble Chief shooting down his challenge for a match at SummerSlam? The answer lies within a recap of Friday's Fox presentation. Now there was only two things announced that have the show. Finn Balor takes on or Finn Balor and Roman Reigns' contract signing and Rey Mysterio taking on Jimmy Uso in a single spell. As for everything else, that was for us to figure out throughout the show. So tonight smacking a fox and up from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves. Welcome Welcome us to SmackDown, and he is joined at ring by Pat McAfee. We go right to the ring, and out comes the one and only 16-time world champion John Cena to a pop. Cena rushes to the ring as Hamilton introduces him. We then get a video package on how Cena recently returned to take shots at the Universal Champion World Rings and challenged him for SummerSlam. The video also shows how Rings denied Cena's challenge last week, but it accepted a challenge issued by 
the Prince Finn Balor. And so Cena takes the mic and calls out an interesting video and refers to Reigns' comment on missionary position, saying, keep a person in your life if they can make a missionary position interesting for two decades. Two decades. Cena then says, tonight, Reigns will sign a summer sim contract with Bowler. Of course, the fans show their displeasure about that because it's not Cena, it's Bowler. Cena then says, that's only half bad. Much respect for Bowler. It only proves my point that Reigns absolutely sucks. I have no problem with ejection. I've been rejected before the world and and you were there. It wasn't pretty. That's of course a reference to Hall of Famer Nicky Bell. Cena then says, Reigns rejected me because I returned with the same look and music, among other things, and that is so stupid like asking Stone Cold Steve Austin to come back to Sasquatch Steve Houston, or The Rock coming back to WWE as Dwayne Too Small Johnson. Sidon then says, It's ridiculous. I don't know who those guys are. They believe who they are, and so do all of you. Reigns has to change every two years because all of you stop caring about him. Because you don't believe in him. Because Reigns doesn't believe in himself. Reigns is nothing more than a legit stooge named Joe. Who goes on every gimmick in the system. Cena goes on ripping Reigns and then says, He's afraid to fail. I would have embarrassed Reigns at SummerSlam and he knows it. Reigns didn't reject me because of how I look, but because of how I would have made Reigns look at SummerSlam. But then suddenly we start hearing the fans moving and it's the one and only during Corbin. And then says to Cena, we need to talk. The fans start chanting, you suck to Corbin. Cena then says, I have no idea who you are. As Corbin goes up the steps, Cena now recognizes Corbin and says, Wait, are you bearing Corbin? You look. And then Corbin says, Horrible, I know. I'm in a bad way. Cena, of course, agrees. He looks horrible. Corbin then says, Me and you have never been close, but I'm desperate, and desperate men do desperate things. My life is falling apart. I lost everything. My crown, my house, no, excuse me, my car, and about to leave my house. Someone stole my identity and my credit. It's trashed. But last week, I suffered injuries to a very sensitive part of my body and now I'm able to see it then says surf the internet eat breakfast cereal Corbin that says no unable to I'm unable to perform 
Giving them jokes about how exactly Corbin is unable to perform. Corbin then says, Because of that, my wife left and took the kids. And so I saw you out here, the man who grants so many wishes, and you and I wondered if you could help me. See, and then as the fans, should he help the man? The fans respond with some cheers, but mostly booze. That's Cena that asked for a definite answer, but it sounds like a strong no. Cena can't make heads or tails of it. And so that's when Cena pulls something out of his pocket and it looks like Alter Liberal or two. Corbin then says, This is it. It doesn't have to be money. I'll, I'll work for it. How about you put me in the next Suicide Squad movie? Cena then plugs the movie and says, the family is over. Corbin then says, how will you be, get to be in the sequel? Will I become your son devil? Cena then says, well, that's a bit of a reach. Corbin then asks, are you going to kick a poor man while he's down? You are a really shelfish, self-adored, tight wad with an ego the size of California. You are a Hollywood sellout. Cena then says, I will help you with something you desperately need. An attitude adjustment. And so Cena then scoops up Corbin and then drops him under the AA in the middle of the ring as the fans cheer and Cena then makes his exit as his music hits. Definitely was an attitude adjustment. But potentially not the way Corbin visioned it. So <laughs> this was pretty hilarious. Especially with the ending. From beginning to end, it was funny. Of course, Corbin getting the AA was hilarious as well. So, Cena was on fire on the microphone, attacking Reigns' ego, essentially daring the trouble chief to, to reconsider his challenge. He spoke with convention, probably because some of the comments he made about the Universal Champion were based on his own perception of reality. These promos spiced with bits of truth, are always among the best emotion engaging. This is no different. Cena's issue with range are far from over. And well, with these slow burn promos like this, will create even greater demand for this match, which potentially could still take place at SummerSlam if potentially something happens during the contract signing or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what could happen, but anything can happen at SummerSlam. Anything can happen here this Friday, so we'll see what happens. So the Corbin self was was fun. Uh, was fun. She lock and kept the kept the down on his lock heel on television. So once again, things continue to go wrong for Corbin. As he's not getting what he wants, he just continues to get lots and lots of bad luck. And so, after that, we then see the one and only, oh no, excuse me, we get a progressive sponsor video on the Mysterios and the Usos, including what happened this past Friday. 
You can see Ray Mysterio is backstage with Don't with his son down. Dominic says, I will keep on keep my eye on Jay Uso for you face Uso on Jimmy tonight. Raven says, I'm proud of the competitor you have become. You need to step up your game and not make rookie mistakes so we can win the SmackDown Tag Team Titles back. Watch me tonight. We then head back to commercial. That's coming up next. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to be the SmackDown Tag Team, cha uh, tag team Champion Jimmy Uso take on Rey Mysterio and a one-on-one -on -one belt. We then head back to commercial. We return for the break and out comes the SmackDown Tag Team Champions the Usos. Of course, Jimmy and Jey Uso. Once they wrap up their entrance, out comes the former SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Mysterios, Rey and Dark Mysterio. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as they go out. But Jimmy gets the upper hand as he drops straight to start off the match and then talks some trash to show off. Both men lock up again and then run the ropes, but then Jimmy gets the upper hand with the offense as he knows a kick to the gut of Ray. But then Ray tries to come back with some offense of his own as he knows a head scissors takedown. Ray continues to mount Jimmy in the corner with the right hands as the fans kind of long. Ray then nails a big bulldog from the corner to Jimmy. He then covers in Jimmy for the pin, but Jimmy kicks it out too. That's when Jimmy suddenly scoops up Ray on his shoulders, then drives him spine first into the turnbuckles. He then covers on uh, Ray for the pin, but Ray kicks it out too. Jimmy then grounds Ray, but then he fights up and out. That's when Ray dumps Jimmy over the top rope out to the floor, then sends him face first into the apron. That's when Ray runs in and charges towards Jimmy, but then Jimmy counters and drops Ray rings up with a big super kick. He then heads commercial with Ray face down to the floor with Jimmy Oso in control of this match. We return for the break, and Ray is trying to get some offense back in there as he lands a stiff kick to the mouth of Jay, excuse me, Jimmy in the middle of the ring. Ray looks at Rally with some offense as Dominic rallies the crowd. Ray fights in from the reaping, but then Jimmy suddenly knows a big into area to take down Ray's offense. Ray goes down to the edge of the apron as Jay looks down from ringside. Jimmy goes to the second turnbuckle and pulls Ray up for a superplex, but Ray blocks it and then headbutts Jimmy. That's when Ray headbutts Jimmy to the mat, and Ray goes for this flying senton, and he nails it in. That's when Ray then runs ropes and nails a springboard crossbody. He then covers on Jimmy for the pin, but Jimmy kicks it out too. It looks like Ray is going for a splash in the corner as he tries to nail it in, but he misses. And so that's when Jimmy takes advantage and kicks Ray in the face. Jimmy then goes for a Simone jump, but Ray fights out. Ray then drops Jimmy into a position for the 619. But then Jay pulls Jimmy to safety as Ray runs for it and the fans shoulder the pleasure to the USOs. That's when Ray suddenly leaps over the top rope and takes both down, but takes both of the Usos down as the fans pop. Ray then points back over the stone, showing him how it's done, and Dominic is all smiles. That's when Ray brings Jimmy back into the ring, and he then goes for another 619, but then Jay gets on the upper side of the apron. That's when Ray hits him with the 619 instead. Ray then goes for the 619 on Jimmy, but then Jimmy catches him and lifts him up for the Samoan drop, but Ray resists and blocks it, taking Jimmy down into a crease with his pin. But then that's when Dominic copies what the Usos said on Money the Bing, 
putting his feet on Ray's back to reinforce the pin, and the referee did not see it as a as the ref calls for one, two, and three, and Ray holds in the pin to win the match on the USOs. After the match, the Mysterios celebrate as we head to replays and see what Dom literally did. He literally copied the USOs, what the USOs have been doing for the past few weeks on the Mysterios. Dominic learned and did the same thing to get revenge on the Usos here tonight. And that was definitely revenge or karma, karma if I ever received one. We come back from the replays and we see the Usos regrouping in the ring as Rian Dominic look out from the stage celebrating this big victory over the Usos. So Mysterio and the Usos are great. Oh, they'll never have a bad match between each other. Both men were consistent and steadily good as anyone else, as anyone that was on full display here. Outside of the match were two developing things involving Dominic Mysterio. Interviewing the closing moments and assisting Jay with a pin just like Jimmy and Jay have done numerous times for each other was a great touch. And plays of previously established spots in the feud while escalating by the way the baby um, while escalating, escalating it by the way of the baby phases victory. More important is potential long-reaching storyline potential. Ray calling the son a rookie and suggesting you watch him closely then reiterating that during the match itself, plans and seeds for a potentially overconfident dominant to turn on him, if that is indeed a long-term goal or something like that. This could potentially prove a banner right, banner night, and the professional life of a young third-generation star, or something else might happen. I don't absolutely no idea, but we'll see what happens. So after that, we didn't see how the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair retainers SmackDown Women's Championship over Camilla at Rolling Loud last week. And so we head back to the ring and out comes the ESTOWWE Bianca Belair. Tonight, Belair will address the WWE Universe as she is hitting 100 days as SmackDown Women's Champion. Can you believe it? 100 days as SmackDown Women's Champion for Bianco. That is absolutely incredible. The return of the rake and Caleb Braxton is in the ring with Belair. The red ring cover is down. Caleb Grant congratulates Belair on hitting 110 days in her title ring. Caleb asked how she sees the next 100 days paying out. EST uh, Chen goes all around the arena as Belair thanks Kayla. Belair says these past few months have been amazing. Defending out Ruling Loud, winning an SB award, main eventing WrestleMania, and now being back in front of the fans. It just keeps getting better and and I don't know how I'm gonna go. I don't know how I'm going to go to top it, but I'm grateful. But then, the music interrupts, and out comes the quote-unquote 
most beautiful woman in WWE, Carmella. Carmella Mox Belair on her 100th day milestone, congratulating her. And then the fans started with Mello. Mello. Mello then says, If you really wanted to make your legacy, you should give me one more title shot. Who has held that title for 103 days? Someone known as the most beautiful woman in WWE. The booze continue for Carmella as she enters the ring. Carmella then starts making excuses for a rolling loud louse. But then, the music interrupts and out comes the one and only Selena Vega. She then calls for music to be cut and then says to Carmella, You better slow your roll because we all knew, no, you are too pretty to be a third time loser. Vega then turns to Belair and says, I'll say what I want to say to you. Excuse me. Vega, then, Vega says, What I want to say to you, I will say it to your face. And so Vega then just the ring and gets in the face of Belair and says, I think the WWE Universe wants to see you challenge a rising star like me. Some fans who the ideal. Vega then says, I am the moment and no one is more deserving than me. That's when Vega tells Belair to, to accept her challenge. Belair then says, oh, you're on. But then as Vega made a decision, Carmelo suddenly shoves Belair down from behind with a cheap shot. That's when Vega and Carmelo double team Belair beating her around the ring and Belair is just helpless and she is just cannot defend herself on a two-on-one situation. But then the music interrupts and out comes the boss Sasha Banks to a huge pop and a humongous return. Banks makes a return since WrestleMania 37 as she rushes to the ring, dropping Carmelo first and then Vigo. She then nails Carmelo with a double running knees in the corner and then levels Vigo again. Banks helps Belair up to her feet and hugs her as a fence. Through their monas, these two incredible superstars have made history for the past few months. Main eventing WrestleMania as two African American women winning the Nespi. It's just been great times for these two superstars. Banks and raises Belair's arm in the air as Belair looks, looks a bit confused. Belair's music, no, excuse me, Banks' music hits as they hug again, and Banks plays with the crowd as they cheer her on. Belair applauds. Make no mistake, make no mistake about it. Banks' return was absolutely incredible. She is the best woman wrestler on the main roster, and her presence will only help bolster the brand's star power and divisions. Works right. She will also provide Belair with a credible opponent come SummerSlam if that potentially happens. It does look like there's no bad blood between Banks and Belair at this time because, of course. These two made history, and of course, WrestleMania 37, these two incredible African-American women made a event of WrestleMania on night one, which was absolutely insane. And that, of course, began Bray Larry's SmackDown title reign 
Everest Media. And it's basically been 110 days since WrestleMania, and Butler made history with that. But 110 days later, Bianca, oh no, excuse me, throughout the 100 days late, 100 days, Butler made history by, of course, surpassing 100 days as SmackDown champion, of course, winning an SP alongside Sasha Banks. Making history of WrestleMania, it's just been incredible. And so for, for Banks to make that return and make the save was absolutely incredible. But the one question is, is what's going to happen next um, for Banks? Who is she? Is she going to go after a championship? I have absolutely no idea. But we're going to see sooner than later. Now, one thing I do wonder is that what is going to happen for Kamala or Beller? Excuse me, not Beller. Vigo. Because, of course, these two still want to smack them in this championship opportunity. But what could potentially happen is after the feud between Beller and potentially Banks or something like that, if that even does happen, then either Butler, either Bayo or Carmelo get the title opportunity next or something like that. I have no idea yet, but we're going to see sooner than later. So, with that being said, we can see the recent happenings between the 24-7 champion Reginald, including how Nia Jax turned on him and how he won the title for Makira Tozawa on Raw two weeks ago. He will be defending against a mystery opponent coming up next. We then head back to commercial. And so we return for the break. And now comes the 24-7 champion, Reginald. Oh, excuse me. We see... Reginald is with Caleb Braxton. He wants Caleb to call him Reggie instead of Reginald. Reggie then talks about how he would do anything to get, get to WWE. Um, whether it was to help Kamala, Sasha Banks, or Nia Jax, he's looking forward to defending his title tonight. And then he says, I will always be ready for any opponent and any time. I'm always looking over my, over my shoulder. I even have a rear view mirror on my shopping cart. My head stays on a swivel and it's second nature. Anyone who challenges me should expect an unexpected. McAfee then says Reggie almost got a got call for his title. We then head back to the ring and 24-7 champion Reginald Lazelle. But then the music hits and it's his mystery partner, Otis, with Chad Gable. And so Otis and Gable enter the ring as Reggie waits. Otis and takes him back and says, It's not me. It's him. Which is Gable. And so Otis then suddenly levels Reginald out of nowhere. And so the bell rings and the magic is on the way as Reggie goes at it with Gable. With Gable immediately dominating in this match. Gable nails his big suplex 
and then goes through a bridge for the pinbook. Reginald Reggie kicks out at two. That's when Reggie uses his athleticism to evade several strikes. Cable drops over and delivers another suplex. He then covers on Reggie for the pinbook. Reggie kicks out at two. Otis continues to look out from ringside. That's when Gable takes Reggie up to the top, and then Reggie knocks him to the mat. Gable then climbs up on Reggie's back and nails a super German suplex. But then Reggie lands at his feet and ends up back into the corner. That's when Reggie continues to keep control of the offense and flips onto Gable with a senton with a pin, but Otis hits the ring for the disqualification. After the bell, Reggie escapes a beating and stands tall. At ringside as his armor is raised and he's announced as a winner. Reggie then flips up to the entrance as Otis and Gable look on from the ring. So this was this seemed like a two two on one match from the beginning because Otis already got into the match so far and it's gonna be it was just, it seemed like one-sided throughout this whole entire match, but Reggie is still the champion because of that disqualification. So after that, we then see Sodi Deville approaching Adam Pierce backstage, confirming tonight's main event is Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair taking on Carmelo and Selena Vega. We then head back to commercial. What's coming up next? It's going to be the SummerSlam country signing between Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. And that is coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the break for the next two seven matches of July 30th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Before the break, we went over our first segment of the night, which of course was John Cena opening up the show. This doesn't sound as good as the remix, John Cena exclaimed as he hit the ring to kick off the show. The rejection of this challenge for the new SummerSlam match by Roman Reigns fresh on his mind. Cena offered of Stone Cold Steve Austin and the wrong examples of guys who don't change, referencing Reigns' criticisms of his repetitive act. He then claimed Reigns is some stooge named Joe, too free to fall. That's when Baron Corbin interrupted the proceedings, ran out his recent misfortunes. He claimed he is now unable to perform following an accidental low blow by the courtesy of Sachi's tank a week ago. After refusing to help him, after pulling the crowd, Cena dropped Corbin with an attitude adjustment to a big ovation. After that, we then had Rey Mysterio take on Jimmy Uso. The feud between SmackDown Tag Team Champions and Usos and the Mysterios continued this week as a future Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio battled Jimmy Uso in a singles competition. Jimmy's controlled the action throughout the commercial break, but Ray fired off a comeback that included a dive to the floor that flattened both tag champs. Back inside, the world rocked Jimmy with a 6 9 and then, with the help of Son Dominic, scored the pinfall victory, copying what the Usos have done for the past few weeks. After that, we, had, we then had Bianca Belair making her way to the ring for an in ring interview with Caleb Raxton. The SmackDown Women's Champion quickly found herself interrupted by Carmella. And Selena Vega with each woman staking their claim for a title opportunity. Just as the ESCS of the Vega's challenge, she found herself on the receiving end of a beatdown from the heels. 
suddenly Sasha Banks' music kicks and the boss made her much anticipated return, saving Valor and standing tall alongside a WrestleMania opponent. And last but not least, we then had the 24-7 champion Reggie take on Chad Gable. After a confident backstage promo with Caleb Braxton, 24-7 champion Reggie took to the ring for his latest challenger, Otis of Alpha Academy, or so we thought. Instead of the refocused big man, Gable attacked, revealing himself to be the challenger. The Olympian momentarily dominated and wanted to appear how Reggie might steal a win, Otis attacked the draw to the disqualification. And so now, we are getting ready for the next mat segment of the night, which is the contract signing for the Universal Championship match at SummerSlam between Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. What is going to happen? I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find out right here, right now. And so, we return for the break, and we go to the ring for the SummerSlam contract signing between the Prince and the Trouble Chief. Sonny DeVoe and Adam Pierce are out, and they talk about the unpredictability of these signings, but they are here tonight to make sure this contract is signed, sealed, and delivered in the most efficient way possible. They introduce the challenger first, and out comes the Prince and Baller to a pop. Baller hits the ring and waits. Pierce then introduces the Universal Champion himself, Roman Rakes. And so the music hits, and out comes Rakes himself, with Paul Heyman to mostly lose, but some cheers also. Rings stops at the entrance and looks out at the crowd. Heyman hands him the title and he raises it in the air as the pyro goes off. Rings takes his time getting into the ring as Heyman holds the title up in the air behind him. Balor watches for the ring. Rings and starts to laugh about the two fans just as an impersonating John Cena in the front row. Rings finally enters the ring and raises the title in the air as more pyro goes off. The fans are booing louder. Heyman then takes one of the chairs, tells Pierce to excuse him, and then positions the chair at the head of the table. Of course, the chair is for Reigns. Reigns takes a seat, and the booze continue as Reigns is making himself comfortable as he's literally leaning back in the chair, just relaxing. Just has, just not showing any, just not showing any interests in taking uh, take on Balor at this point. Balor is also seated as Pierce tells them to feel free to look the contract over then sign the preferable dotted line. And so the fans start chanting Steno and then Reigns takes Mike and says We've already seen Mr. Missionary tonight, and the fans, of course, boo at him. Reigns asked Balor if he caught Cena's promo earlier today. Reigns says, uh, Reigns says to Balor, Cena thinks you are a lesser man than a uh, lesser man than him. Because he said, I am ducking him by accepting your challenge. I don't agree. I think you are worthy to challenge me for the title and worthy 
to catch the speed on at SummerSlam. For the record, I don't think you are anything like Zeno. You don't have this a tired stick like Zeno. I see you as hungry, and I like that. So I have to say this. If you have this, if you sign this contract, I have to smash you and send you right back to NXT. And the fans start booing. Reigns puts the mic down and then signs the contract. A Roman sucks chance starts up. Fowler then takes the mic and says, You must think pretty highly of yourself. And perhaps justifiably so. So it will be my privilege to return NXT once again as a Universal Champion. Fowler then puts the mic down and goes to sign the contracts as a fan pause for his response. But then I don't know where Baron Corbin suddenly attacks Bell from behind, slamming his head into the table and then tossing the contract out of the ring. Corbin then destroys Bowler and then takes him to ringside, beating him against the announce table. That's when Corbin then brings the contract back in into the ring as Reigns looks at him. Actually amused. And so it looks like Corbin is actually about to sign the co contract, but then that's when John Cena rushes to the ring for a pop. Cena then sends Corbin into the ring post. Cena then picks the SummerSlam contract up and looks it over. Reigns is starting to seethe at the head of the table. Watching Cena still sitting in his chair. Cena then grabs a huge, mark, a huge sharpie and then signs his name to the contract. And Cena then shows the camera how he inked the contract. Making the match official for Reigns for SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. Cena then starts taunting Reigns and exits the ring as his music hits. Reigns is absolutely seething right now as Heyman kneels down next to him. As it is official, Reigns versus Cena at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. Absolutely unbelievable. Fowler was going was in the hunt for the top title on SmackDown, but he got discarded and tossed aside by Corbin. Cena versus Reigns was a match needed for SummerSlam, and we got it. The thing that that was. Pretty eye catching was Corbin attacking Bowler. With what Corbin just did, just made how, just showed how well Corbin's character is working right now. When he picked up the contract and motioned to his pants, hugging for a pen, the crowd was totally ready for him to sign and reverse his fortunes. Possibly there could be one time where Corbin could be the most unexpectedly one over one on the entire roster, which could be shocking if that actually does happen, but you never know what happens. But Cena came out, signed the contract, and it is most likely official for SummerSlam rings versus Cena for the Universal Championship. I am pumped. I am excited for it. It's going to be a crazy night.
So after that, still to come, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair team up in the main event against Carmella and Selena Vega. And that is coming up later tonight. We then head back to commercial. We return for the break. We see Paul Heyman starting, stopping out in Pierce and Sonya Deville backstage. Heyman congratulates Pierce and Deville saying what just happened was great television. Heyman then asks Pierce and Deville, what are you going to do about SummerSlam? Finn Balor's name that's on the contract, but John Cena signed it, so it's not legal and binding. Pearson says, well, here's what I see. I see Roman Reigns' name, and I see Cena's name. So that's good enough for me. The villain says, Cena versus Reigns for the Universal Championship is official for SummerSlam. Even, of course, is seeding as the villain Pierce walk off. As even though Balor's name is on that contract, it's still not going to change the official signing, which is Cena and Reigns for SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. So for that, we then go back to the ring and out comes Biggie with his money, the big briefcase. Cesaro was also out reading the uh, ringside. But then Rick Boogs appears on the entrance doing his grand introduction for King Shinsuke Nakamura. And so the fans pop as the music hits and out comes Nakamura and themselves heading to the ring with Boogs. McAfee once again uh, pops back for Boogs and the fans are singing along with Nakamura's entrance. We then see Intercontinental Champion Apollo Cruz is waiting in the ring with Robert Stone and Dolph Ziggler. Commander Aziz is at ringside. The music stops, but the fans are, are still singing Nakamura's scene. And so once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is out of the way as E starts over Cruz. As E immediately gets the upper hand as he launches Cruz with a big overhead throw. E then runs. E looks so considered with the offense, but E runs into a knee strike from Cruz. Cruz then sends E out to the floor. That's as Cesaro comes in and has where the Cruz distracting referee. And this allows Cruz and Ziggler uh, to get the chance to hit a spine buster. And spine buster is exact double teaming combo on E at ringside. We then head to commercial with E down on the floor and the team of Ziggler, Cruz, and Rude are in control of this match so far. We return for the break and the team of Cesaro, Nagamura, and E are in control of this match as Cesaro drops Ziggler. He then covers on Ziggler for the pin, but Ziggler kicks him at two. Cesaro then grabs Ziggler and goes to know that Cesaro swing, and he does as he swings Ziggler around and the fans count and cheers Cesaro on. But then Cesaro goes right into the structure in the middle of the ring, but then Rude hopes Ziggler get out. That's as Cesaro drops Ziggler out to the floor. But then Nakamura gets tagged in by Cesaro for the double team with Cesaro. Nakamura then covers on, covers on Ziggler for the pin, but Ziggler kicks out at two and a half. That's when Nakamura readies for the King Shasta as a fan to cheer him on. But 
Ziggler dodges it and drops Nakamura with a zigzag. That's when Ziggler tags Cruz in. Cruz takes advantage with the offense as he knows a standing moonsault to Nakamura. He then covers Nakamura with the pin, but Cesaro makes the save at the two count and the match still goes on. Rude then comes out and knows a spine buster on Cesaro, but then Biggie knows a big ending to Rude. Ziggler then suddenly knows the famous RAE, but then Nakamura comes back into the ring and levels Ziggler with the kicks. Cruz then takes out Nakamura and knows a German suplex onto Nakamura. He then covers on Nakamura for the pin, but Nakamura kicks him at two as Aziz looks on. So Cruz then goes to the top, but then Boogs begins playing his guitar ringside to taunt Aziz, distracting Cruz. But then Aziz suddenly sends Boogs into the announce table. Cesaro blows Aziz with a big running uppercut, but then Ziggler super kicks Cesaro ringside. Cruz looks for a moonsault from the top rope onto Nakamura, but he misses. That's when Nakamura takes the advantage and nails a king shot to Cruz. He then covers on Cruz with a pin and he gets the one, two, and three. And Cruz and Nakamura, excuse me, and Nakamura is a zero and E are your victors. After the match, the baby faces celebrate in the middle of the ring as the fans cheer them on. So, this was a fun, energetic tag team. Uh, we kept Mr. Money in the Bank at the forefront. Gave the suddenly uh, gave Cesaro something to do and presented Nakamura as the next threat to Cruz's title. Why do we know this? Because of course Nakamura beat the champion, and for him to pin the champion at definitely has a potential signal of seeing Nakamura. Challenge Cruz for the championship. But one question is is if this sets up a match at SummerSlam, does this possibly mean that he has a chance to cash in at Money the Bank? No, excuse me, cash in his Money the Bank briefcase at SummerSlam or will something else happen? I have absolutely no idea, but something will happen at the end of the day. We'll see what happens. Excuse me. So after that, we then see how, or excuse me, we, we see how what happened between Seth Rollins and Holly from Edge last week. We then go back to the ring and out comes, or excuse me, we go back to the stage and out comes the Red Door Superstar, the Iconoclast Edge. Edge runs around on the stage, getting the crowd hyped up. He then subs to the ramp. And poses as the power goes off. Edge then heads to the ring. As coming up next, Edge will confront, excuse me, will address the WWE Universe after what happened last week. We then head back to commercial. After the break, we see how hyped up Rollins is in the ring. Why is he in the ring and Edge is not there? But then we see what happened during the break as Rollins suddenly attacked Edge from behind on the ramp, and Edge got destroyed by Rollins. As Rollins hit Edge with the camera as he get back as he go try to get back up. Colin says Edge was helped to the back by um, local medics after the attack. 
Barnes and takes the mic and says to the fans to shut up. Barnes and says, what goes around comes around. Edges are nothing but take from me. It is a revolution and I'm revolutionary. Barnes and shows this video package of the recent events to let to where he and Edge are now. He then come back to see Rollins saying, I am not ashamed, but that was a hard thing to do, but the right thing to do. The fans are chanting, we want Becky because of course, the husband of Becky Lynch is of course, Seth Rollins. So, Rollins says, I am the rifer. Uh, I'm the rifle here to the Universal Championship. And if I can't be champion, neither can Edge. Edge then, excuse me, Rollins and tosses the mic and starts laughing and exits the ring as the fans boo him. And this feud between Rollins and Edge is far from over. And it looks like this will potentially lead into a SummerSlam match between these two men. So to come, Sasha Banks and Bianca Willer team up to take on the team of Selena Vega and Carmella for tonight's main event. We then head back to commercial. After the break, we see what just happened in the contract signing later today with John Cena signing the contract and make, making the match Against Rit, against Rings at SummerSlam official. And it has been announced because of Baron Corbin attacking Finn Balor during the contract signing. Baron Corbin will be taking on Finn Balor next week. That's going to be a pretty interesting match. I have no idea what in the world that can happen with that. Now, before we move on, I forgot to talk about this segment with Wallens and Edge. So, between the Monday Night Messiah, and then over in your mysterious storyline, the vision and the trip has been a long damn time to be seen a driven and focused Seth Rollins behind championship gold. Most importantly, it's been a long damn time since we've seen what his thirst for gold means for those two that, is, that stands in his way. Edward entering a beatdown at the hands of the architect was one thing, but stealing his promo time was a great heel move. The eventual showdown between these two. Presumably, uh, SummerSlam is going to be damn good in the start of a tr tremendous rivalry of Edge sexual and past this event. So we'll see what happens with that, but you never know what can happen. And so, with that being said, coming up next, it's going to be the main event. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks takes on Carmelo and Selena Vega. And a tag team belt. I have no idea who's going to become the winner or even what's going to happen after the match because potentially there could be some heel turns in this match because you never know what happens. You never know what could happen. So, with that being said, coming up next is going to be the main event Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks versus Carmelo and Selena Vega in a tag team match. And that is coming up next. We'll be right back after the break.
everybody, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with a rake from the main event of the July 30th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. This marks the final Smack or the final WWE show, July of 2021. We're gonna close it off with a bang. And that is, of course, the one and only Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Carmelo and Selena Vigo in a tag team match. Who's gonna become the winner? I have no idea, but we're gonna find out. In just a few moments. So, before the break, we went over our next segment of the night, which was a contract starting for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. So, Roman Reigns and Finn Balor made their way to the ring for a special contract signing ahead of their anticipated SummerSlam matchup for the Charlie Chiefs Universal Championship. Reigns called the Universal, uh, called John Cena's promo earlier in the show, suggesting that the franchise star de deemed to be the luster then. Reigns didn't think that though he was worthy of feeding at SummerSlam and being sent back to NXT. Fowler found to take the title that he was forced to hold back to NXT before he could add his mark to the ring's signature on the contract. Burn Corbin attacked Fowler from out of nowhere just when he appeared as though the unfortunate superstar was signed as Thunder 9. But then Cena rushed to the ring, laying Corbin out and sign the contract, making it official that Cena will be taking on rings at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. But after the break, Paul Heyman questioned the validity of what we just witnessed, only for certain the villain Adam Pearce to officially announce Cena versus Reigns for SummerSlam. <clears throat> after that, we then had our six-man tag team match between Biggie, Cesaro, it's just getting Nakamura versus Rudy Ziggler and Apollo Crews. It was an action packed match that saw all six competitors get their signature self in before Rick Books provoked a distraction that allowed Nakamura to score the roll up on Crews for the one, two, and three and get the victory. And last but not least, we then had Seth Rollins attacking Edge before Edge addressed the WWE Universe. So, Edge made his way into the target center to a Thunder Salvation, only to be jumped by uh, an aisle during the commercial break by the one and only Seth Rollins. Rollins stood tall in the center of the squared circle and after actions, um, he everything that he had done to that point including costing Edge the Universal Championship match at Money the Bank. And then he said in his own words, if I can't be the Universal Champion, neither can Edge. As Roland said as he added the exclamation point to his promo. So, Edge was about to have a promo, but Edge got attacked by Rollins. And Rollins thought this was a good time for him to cut his own promo than Edge could. So a lot of reversal stuff. So we are now going to go ahead and get ready for our meet event right here right now. As once again, Bianca and Sasha Banks take on Carmelo and Selena Vega right here right now. Let's see what happens. So we go back to the ring for tonight's meet event. As a SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair makes her way out to a pop. 
once everyone is or once they don't go our separate entrance, we see Carmella and Selena Vigo already waiting in the ring. Now comes next, the boss, Sasha Banks, to a bigger pub. She poses on the apron as the power goes off, as this is her first match since WrestleMania 37, which is about 100 days ago. Basically, Bianca's reign as SmackDown Women's Champion is the number of days since WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania was the day, of course, Bianca won her SmackDown Women's Championship. So, 100, 110 days later, that's where we are now. So once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is away as Beller gets the upper hand early in this match as she drop kicks Carmella to start and kicks up to a pop. Beller then hits Carmella in the corner and tags in Banks for the double team to Carmella. Banks quickly covers and Carmella for the pin but Carmella kicks up at one. Carmella suddenly turns the offense around and covers on Banks for the pin but Banks kicks up at two. Bacon then ends up coming into the ring, but then Banks and Beller nail double team draw kicks to their opponents. And then two baseball slides are next as the baby faces kick control. Beller stands, excuse me, Banks stands, stands on the steel ring steps, allowing uh, Beller to press her high in the air above her head. And Beller comes up the steps and launches Banks onto Vega and Carmelo at this at the same time at ringside, and Banks and Belair stand to our ringside as the fans cheer them on as we head to commercial with Banks and Carmelo in control of this match so far. We return to the rink, and Vega is in control of Belair as the offense has quickly switched around since our commercial break. Vega continues with the offense, and she nails a standing submission in the middle of the ring to Belair, but then Banks rallies the crowd as they chant EST. Butler uses her incredible strength to get out of the submission but then Vega sends Butler into the turnbuckles. That's when Carmelo tags in to take over on Butler as the fans boo. She starts taunting things but then Butler uses her strength to get an opening but then Vega tags in to stop Butler from ta uh, tagging out. Butler, excuse me, Vega continues to work Bell over, Bell over and applies another submission to the EST. And Belair once again uses her strength to break free and trust Vega with a backbreaker. That's when Belair tries to crawl for the tag and in comes Banks for the pop. Banks lowers Vega with a Meteora that knocks Carmelo off the apron and Nick delivers two drop kicks to Vega to take her down. That's when Banks kneels to three Amigos, which is Three suplexes in a row to attribute Banks' idol, Hall of Famer Eddie Guerrero, as a fan to her own. After nailing the three amigos, Banks goes to the top and looks to nail the frog splash, and, but she nails it in and she goes to cover on Carmelo. Oh no, excuse me. Uh, she goes to cover on Vigo, but Carmelo runs in to break up the pin with a kick to the face of Banks. That's where Vega tags up with a but then Carmella is about to get Nola shot from Binks, or Nola shot to Binks, but Binks blocks Carmella and drops her down. Carmella then kicks Binks from the mat, but Carmella drops Binks on her face. She then covers on Binks for the pin, but 
Belinner makes the save, bringing the count at two. That's when Vega attacks Belinner, and then Belinner fights her to the floor. Kamala goes for a face buster on Banks, but Banks counters it. And that's when both women tingle, but then Banks suddenly catches Kamala in a backstabber. Then she locks in the Banks statement on Kamala. Kamala tries to break out of it, but there's just no way to break out of it. And she has no other choice but to tap out. And Banks and Belair are your winners of this tag team match. After the match, Banks and Belair stand tall and celebrate as music hits. You gotta replay to see the dominance that Banks and Belair were able to do here in this match. Then we come back to see Banks and Belair continue dancing around the ring until out of nowhere, Banks suddenly jumps Belair out of nowhere with a backstabber. Literally, a backstabber. The fans are going wild. Some fans with hands on their head, not just realizing what in the world just happened. Literally, backstabbing Belair. Banks grabs the title but then drops it to Mount Belair with big right hands and lefts. Some fans in the crowd are shocked as cameras focuses on them, like I said before. Banks then shoves the title on Belair's face and talks him trash and goes back to beating in her in the corner. Banks draws Belair with a tornado DDT and applies a bank statement in the middle of the ring. The, state, the bank statement is so locked in that Belair can't get out of it and she has no other choice but to tap. But Banks does not care. She's continuing to leave it locked in as Belair is screaming out as the referee tries to break the hold. The fans continue to boo as Banks continue to boo Banks as Belair cries out trying to get out of the submission but it's just not happening. Banks finally lets go to stand tall to mostly boos but a few cheers. Banks raises the smackdown and settle in the air as the boos get louder. We had to replay so we come back to see Banks applying the, the Banks statement once more yelling at Belair and wrangling her around running about how Belair is only here because of her. Belair is screaming out and tapping but Banks does not care whatsoever as she keeps the hold locked in. The boos continue and the referee tries to get Banks to break the hold. But Smackdown goes off the air with Banks still keeping the hold locked in. What in the world just happened? Banks just ruined a perfectly great moment between Belair and herself. Banks and Belair made history as a two first African American women in WWE to main event WrestleMania. And then a few months later, Banks and Belair became new Smack no, not SmackDown, became new uh, became the best WWE moment award during the SBs. And now Belair and Banks competed here on SmackDown, got the victory, but then Banks decided to ruin that perfectly great moment between her and Belair by literally backstabbing Belair and sending a message to her that she wants to champ that Banks wants a championship on Belair and then continuously putting Belair in the Banks statement. That was absolutely unbelievable. I can't believe Banks would do something like that. Banks showing up, showing out, and still picking up that wound despite knowing potentially she could potentially stab her partner in the back was a great touch. After all, Banks is all business. 
wants those W's. So, so obviously winning would trump any potential for revenge on the women that ended her title reign back at WrestleMania. The post-match is great, showing a proper amount of intensity as she beat down the EST just an hour after luring her into a false sense of security by serving her from the um, her attackers. Speaking of Kimberly and Vega, they delivered a strong showing and proved that despite uh, them losing, they can still perform up to the moment and potentially you'll be getting a ton of opportunities sooner than later. The eventual Banks and Bolero rematch most likely could happen over SummerSlam in, Love, in Las Vegas. It's going to be fire. The only question is, is are they going to set the buyer? Um, Uh, and whether they set the bar and possibly high in Tampa Bay um, for them to ever uh, realistically match come August 21st I don't know but we're going to see what happens but either way it's going to be a crazy match and potentially this match could even be could even be better than Wrestlemania I'm not saying the Wrestlemania match is bad whatsoever because the Wrestlemania match was incredible History making, it was incredible. But it looks like, as as WrestleMania was an emotional match for both of them, as both of them were in tears before the match could even begin. I think this match here at SummerSlam could be all bad blood. It could literally be all bad blood in this match, because what Bings just did. Potentially could have set up fire in Butler. Of course, Butler, we don't see angry all the time because, of course, he's always the one that smiles all the time. We all love it. But for what Banks just did tonight, could potentially set a fire uh, in Butler and potentially get out another victory over Banks. But Banks could potentially pull up a shocking victory over Butler and become once again smacking the champion. I have no idea what could happen, but potentially this. But what Banks just did tonight could potentially set a fire in the baby face. I don't know what can happen here this SummerSlam if this match is made official at SummerSlam. Potentially, there could be a contract signing, something that will happen throughout these next couple of weeks until SummerSlam. It's going to be a crazy night. I just know for sure. The only question is how will, will Bella respond after the shocking attack? It's going to be a crazy one. It's going to be crazy. And so with that being said, that is going to conclude today's episode of Outside the Ropes. What a crazy night here was in SmackDown as we near closer and closer to uh, SummerSlam in the next coming weeks. This sun, uh, next week is going to be pretty big, especially here in Chicago where I live because this Monday, Monday Night Raw is going to be here at the All-State Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, pretty close to where I live, and it's going to be pretty crazy as it's been announced that Goldberg will be here in Chicago to address Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley not even addressing Goldberg last week, or not even addressing Goldberg last week. And a lot more other craziness is to come here this Monday, but what I just said is the thing that's going to highlight everything else 
could potentially be the main event segment or something else could be the main event. I don't know. Maybe Goldberg opens up the show. I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find those this Monday. Next Wednesday, it's going to be pretty crazy because you have some pretty crazy matches to look forward to, and especially what happened last week, which was absolutely shocking. It's going to be crazy. Like next week's, next week's, next year, there's going to be a match like Gargano taking on Dexter Loomis in a win or loser match as Indy, uh, Indy Hartwell made a match that if Dexter wins a match, Indy gets her man and Dexter gets to be a part of the way. But if Gargano loses, or excuse me, wins, then Indy and the rest of the group will have to move on. But you never know what can happen. With this, of course, in the next Friday, you of course have the crazy match between Finn Balor and uh Baron Corbin after what happened during this contract signing here this week. So there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff to look forward to here uh next week. It's gonna be a crazy week, I just know for sure. So with that being said, thank you guys for joining for episode 103 of Outs of the Rope. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Uh very excited for next week. See when the world happens for Raw SmackDown and NXT because it's gonna be a crazy one. So my name is Joe. Thank you guys for showing me, and I will see you guys next Tuesday for the highlights of Monday Night Raw. See you guys next time.